We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On Colts Nation, welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Derek, Cody, joining me as always. And guys, we wanted to talk. I know the uh, draft has been a few weeks out now, so we know this. It's been almost a month since the draft has been away. But we figured we'd kind of bring a little bit more of the draft content back. And we talk about a few hidden gems that the Colts really got in this draft. Now, we know there probably could be some arguments made for a few other different hidden gems basically kind of talking about how they fit our scheme could be a little bit more hidden than what some people think, but yeah. And the values, especially the value. So first name that we kind of wanted to talk about, and it's really been a name that I think a lot of Colts nation has been talking about. Just, we don't know quite what to expect from Curtis Brooks right off the bat, but nevertheless, we have him on this list and Curtis Brooks defensive tackle out of Cincinnati, drafted in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL draft. It's very interesting, Curtis Brooks, because we talked with Morocco Brown about this and asking him, you know, what he felt about why Curtis Brooks potentially fell down the list. And he just said, you know, due to the COVID year, you know, you see other guys fall and other guys jump just based off that extra year of experience. But Nevertheless, Cody, we've seen Curtis Brooks, part of that great Cincinnati defense from last year, that defense that helped take Cincinnati to an, uh, to the playoffs in college football, you know, was one of their main front guys. And, you know, the numbers back this guy up. I mean, this guy could be really good. Mm-hmm. Talked about it. He was like, what, the most productive pass rusher in this entire draft somehow? And he fell all the way to the sixth round? Like, Okay, you blame COVID. Okay, how good of an excuse is that? And also you blame, you know, the size, but really how small is he? Is what, like 280, 285? So it's not that small. So, yeah, it's bizarre how he fell this far. Um, And I think at the very least, he's a nice rotational player for you. But at the best, if he continues to do what he does, uh, what he did at Cincinnati, I mean, this might be a little, like, crazy, Derek. Maybe it's a little bit of a hyperbole. But I happen to remember a guy who was very productive in college, who was a little bit smaller, who turned out to be a pretty good pick for the Colts. Now, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you get what I mean. You can't just judge a guy based off of his size because 
It's not about the dog dog size. It's I not about the. Sure. It's not about the size of the dog. Okay. It's about the I'll size of the fight in that dog. That's Darius okay. Leonard saying yeah. from what yeah. was it twenty? Uh, what was it twenty twenty when they were playing the Bills in the playoffs? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That was a, a cringe moment <laughs> by me. I do apologize. I only remember uh, it because I, I was playing it in my head a few times a few days ago. So that's why I remember. Hey. It's late. We're recording a little bit later. I'm not fully here brain-wise. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, Curtis Brooks, all the numbers back up. He's a productive player, so it's just bizarre that he fell this far. Uh, but hey, I'll happily take him on our team. And, you know, getting him in the sixth round, Derek, is a huge steal and a huge hidden gem. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit. I kind of recall just a few drafts ago of, you know, Ballard also getting this very, uh, very intriguing sixth round draft pick in the 2020 draft and look at where he is now. He's now going to be a starter presumably for this defense upcoming. So, you know, I mean, Ballard Ballard has had his fair share of late picks that have turned out to be pretty good, pretty good players for this team. And, you know, Curtis Brooks seems like one of those that is going to keep that long list going uh, that Ballard and his scouts have really picked up. So, I'm excited for it. Can't wait to see the value that this guy brings. And we can kind of go to the next name here. And that was Bernard Ryman uh, from Central Michigan, left tackle. You know, I mean, a lot of people had some differing opinions on this. Uh, You know, I heard people question, oh, the fact he's already like, what, 25 years old at this point. So coming in a few years later, that a bunch of other guys coming into this draft. but. Again, what what you got him in the third round? You know, most people presumed Ryman was going to be the fifth left tackle taken uh, amongst the whole draft board and, you know, predicted he was early to mid-second round. So, you know, the Colts were taking a chance on dropping back in the second round to try and get another one of their guys. And they were like, you know, Ryman, Ryman's an intriguing one. But, you know, they were like, there was just no way that this guy was going to fall to where they got him at in the 70s. And sure enough, where you get him, Cody, I mean, the hidden gem of this, you know, he may not be a starter right away, but you feel confident from where you got him and what you see in the player and the character of him. You think this could be the left tackle of the future? I, I really do. Yeah. I mean, there's a few question marks. Uh, you know, the, you talked about uh, the fact that he's a little bit older, right? He, there's some questions about his knees, I think his arm length as well. But I mean, Braden Smith, you know, has shorter arms than he does. So how much of a concern is that really? I'm not too concerned in that. And you're right. He has a, a great opportunity immediately to be the left tackle of the future, to be the day one starter. Now, he, he may not because he has some competition in Matt Pryor, but he might. He might. I think he's talented enough where if you – Look out, you know, week one in a couple months here. If Bernard Ryman is your left tackle, I would not be shocked in the slightest. Is he going to be? I think if you're making me choose, I'm probably still giving the edge slightly to Matt Pryor. But I think certainly next year, it's for Bernard Ryman for the taking, honestly, because he is extremely talented. And I think he's going to I think he's gonna be a really solid left tackle for the future. I think he has, honestly, I think he has star potential at left tackle because he only has two years of experience at tackle, Derek. And look what he did, you know, to be able to be considered uh, a fringe first, second round talent with only two years, right? And he was, just, he was one of the best tackles in college football last year. 
Um, you know, playing with a program like Central Michigan, it's not, you know, the most prestigious program. But look what he was able to there's do. There's been some know? talent coming out of the MAC recently, man. I'm there's telling some. you. I mean, there's there's Absolutely. been some talent. I mean, there's been some boys, you know, I mean, and especially, I mean, Isaiah Rogers came out of UMass. That's MAC. I mean, Sky Moore coming out of the MAC. You know, I mean, yep. and Corey mm-hmm. Davis, who was a, a top five draft pick of many uh, years ago, came out of, I believe it was Western Michigan that came out of that one. So, and even Central Michigan, I think Antonio Brown came out of a, a Central Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's from one of them. But, you know, I mean, they they produce some talent, man. And you're right with being so. And, and I think that's the other thing that fits into the argument with the hidden gem part is you don't know exactly what you're getting out of Ryman right away. You don't know. But what you love is the potential. The fact that this guy is so young in the position, but yet is still so good at the position gives you hope that, oh yeah, year or two down the line, we get him involved in this NFL stuff. We get him a little stronger. We get him to fine tune some things a little bit. This guy, this guy's going to hit right here with our offensive line. You feel confident with him next to Quentin Nelson and them being able to move guys on the offensive line for the run. I mean, Ryman fits right in. And here's the thing, Derek, like tackles, especially tackles, it feels like, can play into their mid-30s to 40s. Like we've seen the Andrew Whitworths of the world, those guys that play for years and years. So I'm not so much concerned with the age as maybe some other people are because you still can get 10 to 15 good years out of him, if not more, with what we've seen from certain tackles, right? Not every tackle can do that, but some tackles can play really well you know, into their 30s and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I think he could be a hidden gem just for the fact of where you projected him to before the draft, you know, where people were taking him in mock drafts and everything, all the experts versus where he actually got taken and the kind of player that he is. I think he has hidden gem written all over him. But we can move now, Derek, to the last guy we want to talk about. This is a guy that was a shock to all of us, the Colts, when the Colts drafted him because originally they were done for the night. I mean, you stopped streaming. Everybody thought Colts are done picking for the night. Nope. Chris Ballard had other plans. The Colts trade back up into the third round. 96 overall to select Maryland safety Nick Cross. Now, Derek, why is he a hidden gem? Well, I think it's to kind of go along with the uh, Ryman thing is, you know, the potential of it. You know, it's one of those things where you look at the intangibles of a Nick Cross and it's like Nick Cross plays a lot like Julian Blackman did in college in a way, just that free that free safety that can go anywhere on the field and would deliver them powerful hits whenever he hit somebody or make those few interceptions that you saw on the back. Uh, or, you know, and then Nick Cross, when you look at just his intangibles, his speed, his length, just what his agility, what he is as an athlete is already better than what you see in guys like Julian Blackman and Kari Willis. So that gives you the idea that if again, like giving the Ryman treatment, if he taps into that potential, this guy could be the next great Colt safety. I mean, legitimately. And we've been talking about him ever since he got drafted. I said, the more and more I watch this guy's tape, the more and more I listen to him and talk uh, and hear about him and everything else, the more I keep falling in love with this idea of Nick Cross being here, because again, a guy that is six foot one, six foot two, and being able to run a four three, you know, 
running the same speed or actually he's even faster than Jonathan Taylor ran his 40, which is crazy to think about. I mean, Nick Cross just is a physical specimen that you just can't wait to see what he has in store. Again, the hidden gem part is we don't know everything yet. He's a prospect. He's a, he's a prospect with a high upside. And that's something that you still have to tap into. But what you see in him, it, it could fit perfectly in this defensive scheme that Gus Bradley's running. Yep. I'm excited. The physical, just the physical nature of him and the fact that he's what, 20 years old. So he is extremely young, yes. uh, extremely gifted, extremely talented. Um, and the fact that you were able to get him and also he doesn't have to start right away. He could. And I think he very well could. And I don't think enough people are talking about this, Derek, but what if Nick Cross beats out Kari Willis? I don't know if it's going to happen. But what if he does? And even if he doesn't like, I mean, even again with the three cover three scheme look that Gus Bradley likes to run a lot, you know, that extra safety spot again, having Nick cross being in that kind of role would be great to have, to mix things up with Kari and put Kari in situations where he can come up and Nick cross come back. Even then to have Julian and Nick cross covering the back end while Kari comes up front to make tackles where he benefits most. Again, just that ability, what Nick Cross can do and fitting into the scheme just seems so much better now with this defensive coordinator than it opposed to a Matt Eberflus. Absolutely. Well, guys, those are our looks at the three hidden gems for the Indianapolis Colts from this 2022 NFL draft. Let us know, guys, your thoughts on these three prospects that we talked about. Let us know some other guys you think could potentially be hidden gems as well. Like Derek said at the top of the video, we could have probably talked about a couple other names as well, but we narrowed it down to these three guys because we feel like from where they were drafted to the production and the, the things that they could provide for this team, these are the top three guys for us in terms of hidden gems. Let us know your top three. Thank you guys so much for all your support and everything you do for us. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.